Those chairs in your McMansion were a huge mistake. Your next argument with your spouse could be a viral video instead. And could one very persuasive person change Joe Rogan's mind? All of that and more are coming up on this all-TikTok episode of Follow Friday with Adrian Jeffries and Regina DeLay. Today is a good day to meet some new friends. Hey. Everyone make a way. The show is a buffet. A function should know. Hey. Let's have a swirl. Well, that's enough for a place. So now right away. With no further delay. It's Follow Friday. It's Follow Friday. I'm Eric Johnson. Welcome to Follow Friday, a podcast about who you should follow online. Every week, I talk to internet creators about who they follow. These creators have great taste, and they will be our guides to the best people on the internet who we should be following, too. Today on the show, we have Regina DeLay and Adrian Jeffries from the podcast Under Understood. I have been listening to this show since the very first episode. I love it. On every episode, Regina and Adrian and their co-hosts, Billy Disney and John Lagarmosino, take on the difficult questions that we can't answer with Google or Wikipedia. So here's a clip from an episode about mysterious bags of seeds that were being mailed to people across the U.S. last year. And the main voice you're going to hear in this clip is Adrian. Some people ordered seeds, but did not realize the seeds were coming from China. And then other people did not order seeds and received seeds that were labeled as jewelry or something else. And then some people are just confused. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Here's one. I did not receive seeds. I received a suspicious package from China with a spoon and a fork in it. I have no idea why they would send me a spoon and a fork. My concerns are that it is full of COVID. Uh, Eat it up, you dumb American. (laughs) My other favorite was someone who who just wrote, I received some from some country I've never heard of also, all caps, a lot. (laughs) That's a good one. You can find Regina on Twitter at Woe It's Regina. Woe is spelled W-O-A-H, and Regina is spelled like the city in Canada. And you can find Adrian on Twitter at A-D-R-J-E-F-F-R-I-E-S. And of course, you can follow along with us today. Every person they recommend will be linked in the show notes and in the transcript at followfridaypodcast.com. Regina and Adrian, welcome to Follow Friday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi, Eric. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for being here. So... You decided that all of the people that you're going to be recommending today are people that you follow on TikTok. I allegedly don't use TikTok, but like everyone else on Twitter and Instagram and everything, I have still watched quite a lot of TikToks. Uh, They get cross-posted to other platforms. So generally speaking, if you two, let's just start it off. Can you talk about how much time really you you spend on TikTok versus other apps? And and what would you say is like the type of video that really clicks with you there, that really works on TikTok? I spend, I opened up my, my screen time just now and it is my second most used app other than Spotify. Wow. So I spend a lot of time on TikTok and I will say the content really ranges. Uh, it really, it knows me quite well. <laughs> I get a lot of like very funny stuff and then I also will get the like, here's all of the trauma that all millennials are dealing with and like it'll get a little heavy sometimes, but you know, I feel like it. With my scroll speed, it'll kind of adjust to the vibe at the time. TikTok is definitely scary good at finding stuff that I'm into. Yeah. Immediately. 
Well, actually, I will say there was a little bit of a lag and I was like, gosh, TikTok is terrible. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, you're you're I know who you are now. Just after a couple hundred hours that figures you out. No, it wasn't that long. It was like a week of like opening the app for two minutes at a time. And then it just magically like intuited. (laughs) Here's exactly what Adrian's into. It's we're all very predictable. I think most people are really predictable. (laughs) And there's a lot of other people out there like me, and they all already taught TikTok what we like. Yeah, I don't believe in coincidences anymore. I feel like it's all just we're seeing the same ads or whatever. And and it's like the TikToks that I like I, my roommate is not on TikTok and I will find a TikTok and be like, my roommate will like this and I'll show it to him. And he's already seen it on Instagram. Yep. So somebody has and it's already like found his way to him. So it's it's amazing. Personal recommendations are worthless anymore. Ooh, I shouldn't say that on this podcast. I just realized how ironic that is. It's really pretty antithetical to this podcast. (laughs) Take that back. No, but okay. I will say like TikTok is much better at this than other apps in my experience. Very, very good. And I will get referrals to creators who have like in the thousands or hundreds of follows. Oh my, like the one I sent you last night that had those ones were so small, but I was like, this is going to blow up. I just opened screen time and TikTok is also my second most used app after Pocket Casts by one minute. Okay, clearly Adrian and Regina are a little obsessed with TikTok. Let's find out who they follow. It's Final Friday. So before the show, I gave the two of you a list of categories and I asked you to tell me some people you follow who fit in those categories. Adrian, your first pick is in the category Someone Who Makes You Laugh, and you said Amber Wallen, who is on TikTok at B-U-R-R underscore I am comedy. She also co-hosts a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy called The Sci-Fi Sci. So talk about who Amber is and why she makes you laugh. So first, uh, I just want to say, like, I had a really hard time picking people (laughs) um, who were in my favorites because I have a lot of favorites and also because part of what I like about TikTok is just how much of a range and variation there is. And I like being in the feed and seeing lots of different things like people talking about their disabilities or taking care of their disabled relatives and then people talking about different aspects of identity and people of different ages, different backgrounds. Like, I think that part of it is really cool. But there are some creators individually who I have fallen in love with and I want to watch all their videos. And Amber Wallen was one of the ones who stood out to me like very early on when I was still in that period of TikTok getting to know me. It served me a video of her making fun of her husband. Yeah, I think that's I saw the, that was the first one I saw. I think you have to be more specific. That's a lot yes, of videos, it's, it seems. Yes, it's like <laughs> she she's making fun of her husband, basically. He's like, do you want to go out? And she's like, no, because you know what's going to happen. And then it cuts to her husband enthusiastically engaging the waiter on some aspect of Star Wars and like Jedis and <laughs> how they're like anti I don't know what it was. But anyway, it was very well-timed and funny. And that's a lot of her videos are her kind of poking fun lovingly at her husband. But she also does comedy. She also does yoga. And she's, I think she's very funny and cool. And then she also does this podcast, which was, I was like, all right, I'm going to go with Amber for my pick on Follow Friday because I think the podcast that she does is very quality and very cool. And I haven't heard anything else quite like it. So yeah, Amber's my pick. Check her out. Do you have a favorite, either a favorite video of hers or favorite podcast episode? Some, some one thing in particular that really stands out in your memory as like, oh, this is quintessential Amber? 
Yeah, I mean, definitely the one I just said to you. And then there's another one where he's visiting her family. And so he's white and she's black. And so that's a little bit part of the joke. And she brings him home to her family and he's like making macaroni and cheese like uh, oh, Brooklyn hipster I've style. Seen this. I didn't and realize this was hit them. Yeah, oh. her family is all like pretending to be complimentary about the mac and cheese, but they're kind <laughs> they of can't um, like dreading it. it. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you looking forward to eating Ben's mac and cheese? Yeah, Ben. If he take that nutmeg out. Yes, of course. You do not have to do this. He he want to put us on something new. I feel like I've hurt your feelings. No. But I wasn't trying to be your mother's. I, I, yeah. I'm trying to be my own self. Your own, yes. And they taste like your own self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very sweet. And they're like, oh... Uh, yeah, you tried. So excited that Ben's <laughs> making dinner. This is uh, a, a, definitely a, a whole genre of video for her. The favorite of the videos that I saw when I was looking through her recent history was about her dog Gucci, who, by the way, is extremely cute. Uh, Gucci ate an entire stick of butter because Ben didn't want to buy a cover for for the butter that they left out on their counter. And I'm, I'm going to cut in a clip of it here. It is just like it, it's it's clearly a rehearsed dynamic so, something they clearly both get a lot out of is just this this back and forth between the two of them do you have anything to say to me ben i'm just saying i didn't mean gucci until he was four and by that time he had developed bad habits of jumping on the counter bad habits ben you over here trying to be the freaking queen of england with your room temperature butter i'll kill my dog ben this relationship is weirdly aspirational even even though there there's it's kind of built on this conflict i don't know i just really enjoyed all of the videos with with amber and ben kind of playing off of each other so do you two involve your your friends your partners your family in what you post online the way that amber does with with ben or with her family no not really i mean i think we both include our partners in the podcast mm-hmm. yeah I think there's a lot of couple duos like this on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like there's another creator I really like who posts under the handle Ghost Honey and his name is Tyler and his husband's name is Jahao. And Jahao is a real crowd favorite and he pops up <laughs> every once in a while in TikToks and people were asking about him and finally Tyler was like, Jahao is actually more private than me so I don't post a lot of TikToks with him. And when I do, it's only because he's given me permission. That's good. So I think that was nice because there's a, they definitely could have turned into a little iconic couple and that maybe could have helped with their numbers. But instead he was just like, nope, I deploy him sometimes, but I'm not going to uh, like mine that vein. That was Amber Wallen, who is on TikTok at Burr underscore I am comedy. It's Final Friday. Let's move on to our next follow. This one comes from Regina. Regina, I asked you for someone who makes you laugh, and you said Cyber Ex-Boyfriend, who is on TikTok at Cyber Ex-Boyfriend. So talk about the sort of videos he makes and why he makes you laugh. He makes a lot of different types of videos, and he does make me laugh, but I also learn a lot from his TikToks, uh, which is one of my favorite combos. I think I I first, like the first videos I saw of his were um, making fun of interior design trends that he hates. And so that like got me in. And then he has a his longest like running series is roasting McMansions on Zillow, <laughs> which is like some of my favorite TikTok content ever because there are just so many wild McMansions. 
um, and so many decisions that he'll point out and he'll be like, why would you ever do this? Why would you ever need it? Like there, there's so many things that like, I don't know, I would never have found these homes obviously on my own. Um, and mm-hmm. so having someone like find them and go through them um, and point out some of the decisions is just very, very entertaining. But he also does like, you know, educational stuff. He'll talk a lot about like the history of different types of furniture. He'll talk about like different um, design types of furniture, like go through kind of furniture design stuff. And then he also will do stuff about architectural history. Uh, He also does a bunch of like music recommendations and things like that. Um, So he'll do like, these are my no skip albums and then show all the albums. Or he has like series that are like, what your favorite uh, sad girl indie music says about you or what your favorite (laughs) toxic male rapper says about you. Like just (laughs) random like funny videos like that as well. Have you learned anything revealing about yourself from his videos? Has, Has he exposed any horrible truths about yourself? I don't know if he's exposed any horrible truths about myself. I definitely laugh at those ones. I think, you know, <laughs> occasionally he'll show like he'll show something in a McMansion or uh, one of his like design trends that he hates. And I'll be like, oh, and I'll remember even if it's not now, like a time in my life where I was, you know, into that. Um, and it's it's less of a hatred and more of like a, lo- a low level embarrassment. I was watching one of his roasting McMansions videos, and uh, he was talking about some some McMansion where all of the chairs, at, to me, initially, I was like, oh, those look comfortable. <laughs> then he immediately zeroes in on the chairs and be like, these are the worst chairs. They only have these in, like, you know, tacky resort hotels. Why would you ever buy these chairs? And I was like, never mind. I withdraw that. <laughs> See, that's the exact type of thing where you'll be like, oh, that's kind of nice. Like, I don't hate that. And then he'll give you a bunch of reasons. Um, yeah. But he also talks about trends he loves. It's not always negative you know but yeah yeah it's good i saw a video he did it was about um the playstation vita which was a relatively unpopular video game console and just in the span of a minute he just covers this entire history of of this you know this device yeah and he does a lot of like film history stuff as well it's like he's one of those uh very very well-rounded creators where like i feel like i do learn something from most of his videos is there is so is your favorite series of his is it the the history videos is the the roasting McMansions what what's what's your uh what's your go to of his many different interests many different series I think it's roasting McMansions um just because that I mean one that is like consistently what TikTok serves me of his but it also just you know it's like a very easy watch it's a nice little just like look at the kind of ridiculousness. Um, and I don't know, he always highlights details and yeah, like we'll provide some sort of interesting piece of information about them. Like, you know, this is what they were going for. This is what they're referencing and like add that kind of context that makes it not just like making fun of it, but also like, you know, informs you a little bit. Yeah, because he also knows about like architectural history yeah, exactly. and design history, things like that. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I follow someone who does something similar. Uh, Samir Mezrahi does does videos like this as well, where he's looking at these tacky houses and pointing out all the little details. Yeah, I think he focuses specifically on celebrity houses rather than McMansions. So we're in different 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 genres here. But it, it is it is interesting the fact that um, I guess this has been a documented cultural trend that millennials and Gen Z people who, who are living in apartments who are definitely not in the striking range of being able to buy one, one of these, you know, multi-million dollar houses. It's like a full-on obsession of 
looking at scrolling through Zillow, critiquing these houses, like looking through hundreds of pictures. I, I don't know. I don't know how we all decided that we were all going to do this simultaneously, but it, it's a trend. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that SNL skit, but there was like an SNL skit at some point that was like it kind of made it seem like it was one of those like sex ads um, where it was like, you know, they they were like gearing up for like a hot night and then at the end of it, they like are on the couch scrolling through Zillow looking at houses they can't afford. <laughs> and it's just, it's perfect. Uh, I feel like oh, so 10 different out. people sent me that skit. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's me. It's all of us. Well, that was Cyber Ex-Boyfriend who was on TikTok at Cyber Ex-Boyfriend. We're going to take a quick break now. We'll, we'll be back in a minute with Regina DeLay and Adrian Jeffries from Under Understood. As I said at the start of the episode, I'm not on TikTok, or at least I wasn't, but this interview persuaded me to give it a try. So if you're as addicted to this app as Adrian and Regina are, then make sure to follow Follow Friday Pod on TikTok. That's the same username that I have on Twitter and Instagram, and in all three places I'm posting clips from the most recent episode throughout the week. It's pretty funny because the first couple videos, you can tell that I'm still trying to figure out how to not get obstructed by all the scrolling text and other stuff that's on the screen on TikTok. I think I've almost got the hang of it now, so go take a look and follow Follow Friday Pod on TikTok. Thank you. It's Follow Friday. Welcome back to Follow Friday. Adrian, I asked you to tell me about someone super talented who's still under the radar, and you said Nat Puff, who is on TikTok at Left at London. Nat is a singer-songwriter, a poet, a comedian. Can you talk about how you started following her and, and why she's so impressive? I started following Nat Puff on Vine. On Vine? I think wow. she... Yes. And then when Vine died, I was just kind of following her on Twitter. She's gone viral a couple of times. People might remember a video she did about how to make a Tyler, the Creator song. And she goes step by step through putting the tracks together. You've got the bass riff. You've got the piano riff. You've got the drums, except something's not right. There isn't an out of key synth that is nowhere near the original key of the song. There it is. By the end, she has something that sounds pretty convincing so i think she also did another one of those videos or maybe she's done more for other artists but she's just super talented posts a lot of mashups of songs and lots of little comedic short video bits like kind of like the vine style but you know it's evolved and so now she's doing that on tiktok and i think she's fairly well known but she makes music of her own and She's just not as famous as I think she deserves to be. And so, yeah, I'm just waiting for her to blow up more than she already has um, and kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, there's a certain um, on TikTok, there's a lot of people who are you know, participating in whatever the latest meme is, the latest kind of challenge or other trend. Um, but I really liked looking at Left at London at, at, at her profile that, you know, she has like a really good mix of like original comedy and memes and music. Um, do you have a favorite thing that she's done um, that you've seen on uh, of hers on TikTok? I'm still stuck on the classics from Vine. Um, she has... <laughs> uh, 
I mean, that's the thing. It's like TikTok is sort of the um, is like the evolution of that Vine sense of humor, right? Where it's like these short videos. You kind of get in and out with a premise and a punchline very efficiently. Yeah, her humor is very deadpan and a little bit weird, a little bit off. And I just, yeah, I think it's really great. And I'm also just happy to see Vine people pop up on TikTok. I was, I think I was mad at TikTok for a while for for the fact that it was alive and Vine was dead. Mm. So I think it's cool if some of those creators can get another another outlet there and hopefully get yeah. paid. It's, it's weird how much uh, these two platforms, even though they're not as big as like Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever, they've like, created so much internet culture. I, f- I feel like I'm constantly like hearing vine memes still recycled to this day even though that platform died like i don't know five years mm-hmm. ago whenever yeah. it was <laughs> we still like my roommates and i will still sit down and search vine compilation on youtube and then watch vines yeah i've done that too yeah yeah where, where people have like i guess they downloaded them while vine was still around and it's like it's a very thriving genre of youtube video millions of views people just want to watch vines again <laughs> mm-hmm. yep for sure but uh, on tiktok one of the things you can do is you can make a, a duet where your video plays next to someone else's um this is how sea shanties went viral earlier this year multiple people on tiktok singing different parts of that wellerman song duetting each other but i, I want to call out nat did a literal duet with herself uh it's incredible i'm just like you i'm just like you you're just like me you're just like me we live in perfect harmony no we're supposed to both what we're supposed to do different parts my part oh is my part. That's why it's called my part. You're not supposed to do my part. Okay? Oh, okay, sorry. All right, let's just go again. Okay. I'm just like you. I'm just like you. You're just like me. You're just like me. We live in perfect harmony. Jesus Christ. I'm what sorry. I got nervous. <laughs> She's a genius. You got to make her you got to make her hit a big. Okay, I will get right on that. This extremely niche podcast, this will be NatPuff's big break. Hey, this podcast is going places, I have a feeling. Oh, thank you. Is there anything else you want to mention about, about her work or about her music that um, you want to, want to call out? No, I think she also, like a lot of these creators, she uses her platform to talk about her mental health issues. Mm-hmm. She's trans, so she talks about that experience. And I really, I think she probably is really helpful follow for a lot of people for those reasons where you see someone who's just like so brilliant who who admits to yeah you know I have been hospitalized yeah I have whatever this condition and I struggle um because you do like mostly see just happy funny ironic removed like that's mostly the side of people that you see and then I think it's also cool when some of these creators who you look up to also say like hey you know like sometimes I have hard times and they're like really hard and really bad yeah I was was thinking about this recently because like when someone is like an artist who's cisgender and they're going through a rough time or whatever no one looks at them for you know to represent the cisgender experience right but for someone like nat you know she she had to make the very brave choice to be very open about you know any you know body dysmorphia or anxiety or anything else going on in her life um and so i, th- I think that really that, that probably is it's helpful to have sort of a, a person there who's, who's proof that like you know as you're saying you can be this funny and this talented um and still be having you know still be wrestling with issues like that yeah i remember also something she posted 
oof, I can't remember which platform this was on. But she was talking about how to modulate your voice. And because she's also a musician, she was able to explain it really well and demonstrate it. And I think that kind of thing is also really interesting for people who are following her who are also trans. Yeah, yeah. Or just trying to understand that. Kind of the science of of how all that that works and the the technique of it all, yeah. Yeah, just like a little peek behind the curtain of all the work that, that goes into presenting. Well, that was Nat Puff, who is on TikTok at Left at London. It's Final Friday. We have time for one more follow today. This one is a joint pick from the two of you. I asked for someone who inspires you, and you said Liz Plank, who was on TikTok at Liz Plank. She's also on Twitter at Feministabulous. She also writes for MSNBC. I know Liz's work from the videos that she used to make for Vox uh, and from her book, For the Love of Men. But talk about what Liz posts on TikTok and also why she inspires you. Um, She posts funny vignettes on TikTok that usually have a message of Take care of yourself, especially with a little bit of feminist making fun of how women tend to write emails in a way that feels inclusive and but also very funny. She's just very funny. And I also just I think she's super smart and she's also a commenter on MSNBC or I'm not sure if she's still doing this, but she was. But I just think she has great ideas and is good at articulating them. So I just like enjoy watching her make relatable content that's like encouraging. It's like having a really cool coach. And we actually know Liz in real life, but she lives in LA now. So we don't have access to her sunny personality in real life anymore. Yeah. So it's nice to have her on TikTok since uh, we don't see her in the world not that we see anybody in the world i was gonna say yeah. as of recently (laughs) starting starting to happen again a little bit more and and so she inspires you just through how clear of a communicator she is around uh around feminism or what what specifically would you say it is that inspires you about what she does she's like a accessible cool like i think this is like a type where like people are extremely cool but not but they do it in a way where they're welcoming with it and not intimidating and she's just funny. That goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. She did a video recently that was like, it was it, like one thing she does is like she'll use these like, you know, trends that are going around on TikTok, but then use them to like make very smart points about, you know, toxic masculinity or feminism and all these things. And like she did one recently that was like, you know, how she was thinking about like how I'm, I'm now I'm like reading the text off the screen, but it says like how the worst symptoms of my anxiety have been the most rewarded by others in a patriarchal society. And it's like she's like funny when she's doing it. But at the same time, she's making a very good point And it's very smart, but it has like a poppy soundtrack. And she's like just eating a salad or popcorn. I don't know what's in that bowl. Yeah, and I've seen another one she did where she was she was dancing to, I think it was like Funky Town, while text on screen was like outline a very like cogent, very, very serious, important point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she's she's playing in the, the, the language of TikTok very well, I think. Yeah. I think Joe Rogan should have Liz on his podcast. Oh my God. I feel like Liz is the one person who could correct some of Joe Rogan's bad thinking i kind of i have two minds of that bad that because i like i like liz i like what she does 
and I'm not a Joe Rogan person. I don't really care for for his style, and so I feel like I don't know. I, I worry about like her bringing some portion of her audience over to to, to him. I I don't know. I, I I kind of get a little bit a little bit iffy about about just, that. Of like, yeah, just like anything that boosts Joe Rogan, not great. Yeah, yeah, because she has she has a big audience. A lot of people really really you know follow her and pay attention to what she says. And I'm like I have this I guess some some weird worked in media anxiety about just like whatever the opposite of platforming is I guess like bringing your own audience over to someone else's platform (laughs) sure I just I say this as a a measure of my esteem for Liz I feel like if there is someone who could push back against some of his bad ideas in a charming and persuasive way it's Liz the the, the hero we deserve I wouldn't like personally I would never want to be in that environment so I wouldn't want to push that on anybody else and you make a good point about like what is uh seen as a tacit endorsement but yeah just saying i think liz is very persuasive and she wrote this book and it's very it's a very compassionate take on toxic masculinity there's i actually like gave it to people because i thought she had written it in uh such a persuasive way that it might reach people who normally wouldn't be reached by some of those ideas. People who wouldn't normally be receptive to a feminist yeah. message, they might they might tune out as soon as they they hear the word feminist. But but because of the angle that she's taking it, yeah, yeah, exactly. There was there was a video that she did. I'm not sure if you saw this one. It was a pretty recent one where she was talking about vaccine hesitancy, and there was some poll showing that half of Republican men said they probably wouldn't get the vaccine. Uh, but then she's she's explaining, well, but only six percent of Democratic men said the same thing, and so she's using that as a way of like not not shaming the the half of Republican men, you know, who who, who say that, but as a, as a a platform to to get into the idea of like and this proves why it's not about you know about your sex that determines really determines who you are this is about a culture about society i think that was such a brilliantly you know like succinct point to be making on a obviously a hot button issue yeah i think that's something she's very good at is like she'll like make points that i would never have even thought of or considered you know but it like you'll listen to it and you'll be like oh that makes so much sense that was Liz Plank, who is on TikTok at Liz Plank. Adrian and Regina, thank you both so much for sharing your follows with us today. Before we go, let's make sure listeners know how to find both of you online. Other than Under Understood, where do you want them to follow you? I mean, I think they should just follow Under Understood, subscribe to Under Understood. I would recommend following Adrian's Twitter um, because she shares <laughs> a lot of the things she works on, which is very cool. Don't follow my Twitter. It's boring. I mostly just tweet about <laughs> how dystopian the news of the day is. My, my Twitter is very like tech news dystopia is the flavor there. I would say, yeah, follow us on Under Understood. We are at Under Understood on every platform except TikTok for now. You gotta fix that, yeah. <laughs> Did you reserve the username? I'll do it. You should it. do that. No. <laughs> we, we gotta do that before this podcast yeah, comes out. I actually know how to do that. You, you have a week and a half before this airs. So Great. You, you have time. Great. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at HeyHeyESJ and this show on Twitter or Instagram at FollowFridayPod. Follow Friday's theme music was written by me and performed by Yona Marie. Our show art was illustrated by Dodie Hermawan. Additional music by Purple Planet Music. The most important thing you can do to support this show is to tell someone else about it. And one way to do that is to go to lovethepodcast.com slash follow Friday. 
and leave us a rating and review. And of course, please follow or subscribe to this show in your favorite podcast app to get more Follow Friday every week. That's all for this week. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to talk about people behind their backs. And when you do, say something nice. See you next Friday.